through so much and we have so much to be thankful for now Lord now Lord here we are just to feel your servants just to say thank you Lord for your grace and your mercy thank you for looking beyond our faults and seeing our every need now, Lord, now, Lord, now, Lord, we need you now to speak a word to us. Father, I need you like never before. 
to stand in me, stand with me, stand in front of me, stand behind me, but most of all, stand right beside me, that I may be able to proclaim your word without fear or intimidation. Thank you, dear Master, for using this unworthy, undeserving servant just one more time to preach your holy word. I decrease so that you increase in me. Remove all distractions that may get in the way of your word now, Father. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For God, you are my strength, my rock, my light, my salvation, my only redeemer. And as I close, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. In Jesus' name, we pray and we ask it all. And all of God's children said together, Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. God's been good. You give God some praise and good on today. Amen. Amen. Always, we're still above the ground and not below the ground, which is evident God still has some work for us on this side of the Jordan. Thank God for our choir. Come on, let's thank God for our choir this morning. My goodness. Thank God for Him. To our conglomerate of musicians, our band, thank God for them as well. Amen. Thank God for them to all of you, my father's children, visitors. We thank God for visitors who are tuning in with us both in person and virtual. And to all of you, the members of this family, we thank God for you. Amen. Before I get into it, let me make one more observation. Uh, we want you all to come out the 28th at 1030 as my wife will be giving a presentation on grief. Uh, we want you to come out and support that because all of us at some form or fashion deal with some kind of grief. And it's okay to not be okay. But she has some tools to help you from her experience and from what the Lord has anointed her because that is her gift. So we want you to come out and be a part of that. Amen. Now y'all gonna pray with me just for a little while, won't you? In the third chapter of Revelation, our last sermon in this series, Revelation chapter 3, and I want to look at verses 15, 16, and 20. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15, 16, and 20. When you have it, you be kind by saying amen. Yeah. It's also on the screen as well. From the English Standard Version, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were would that you were either cold or hot? So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. While you're standing, look at somebody and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, 
your prayers, your participation, and God's power, our pastor is going to talk about change the temperature. Maybe see the change the temperature. Let me open this up by saying for some people, they like it when it's cold. Some do. But if you encounter somebody who don't like it when it's cold, they'll complain. <laughs> they say it's too cold and I'm freezing. But then if you make it too hot, they'll say it's too hot. It's too hot in here. For some, they can't make their mind up. Whether they want to be cold or hot. Some like it cold. Some like it hot. But one thing about it is, you can have the temperature the way you want at your house. <laughs> but when you go to somebody else's house, you got to follow the rules of that house. Otherwise, you're going to be from invited to disinvited. Have I got a witness here? Because some of us like it cold. Some of us like it hot. But at the end of the day, you can't control what goes on in somebody's house. But today, on this day, for some, they came cold. For some, they came hot. For some, they came in between. But there is something to say. When you know God has been good to you, but you can't give him no praise. Shame on somebody that knows God has been good to you, but you can't even say thank you, Jesus. You can't wave a hand. You can't clap your hands because when the Lord has been good to you, it ought to be something in you that can say, I just can't keep it. Y'all have to preach this to myself. When the Lord has been good to you, there ought to be something in you that can say, I woke up this morning with my mind staying on Jesus. I'm walking and talking with my mind staying on Jesus. When the Lord's been good to you, you can come into the house of God and say, I know the Lord will make a way. When the Lord has been good to you, it don't matter who's sitting beside you because they not God. When the Lord has been good to you, you come into the house of God on fire already. Because you've been a burning inferno all week long. And I just came just to do a temperature check. Is there anybody in here that came on fire? I'm going to try this one more time. Is there anybody here that came on fire? 
that you came in on fire because the Lord let you make it through another week. Even though every day this week ain't been a good day. But if anybody here that can say, the Lord let me make it, and because the Lord let me make it, I ain't going to come to his house and not follow the rules. Because the rules say, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. I'm feeling my help now. Is there anybody here that say, I came to God's house on the third Sunday in October just to testify he's been mighty good to me. I wish I had a witness. Is there anybody here that can say, he's been good to me. He's brought me through too much and he's seen me through too much and he's got me through too much. Matter of fact, he's got me through some stuff that I don't always tell you about, but I know for myself, I know how God has heard my prayer and I know how God has answered my prayer. I know how God has made a way for me. I know how God has seen me through. And you think I'm going to come in here and just not give God praise? You must be out your mind. Because if you want to sit there cold, you just be cold. But for me in my house, we going to shout and praise God. For me in my house, somebody say it don't take all that. No, it may not take all that for you. But when you know how God has picked you up, when you know how God has opened doors for you, when you know how God has been a friend for you, you can't help but tell the Lord, thank you. You can't help but holler. You can't help but wave a hand. Black wool. This is what happened 
at Laodicea. Laodicea had a famous school of medicine, and they had Jordan this special ointment known as Fergian powder, which was known to cure eye defects, which was known to help with ear ointments. Laodicea had water supply. Laodicea was cool. Then God said, you're lukewarm. And not only did he say that you were lukewarm, he said, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And that's a word for the church. Has the church become so distasteful to God that he don't want to taste us anymore? (laughs) Am I in the Bible? The text says you neither hot nor cold. So now I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Because you do know when something is bitter, you don't want to taste it. Is there anybody here that ever tasted some bad food? Y'all didn't answer me. Food that didn't have no seasoning. Some food had too much seasoning. You ever tasted some undercooked food that wasn't cooked all the way? And you can taste it and you can see it wasn't cooked all the way. But Broadway, can I ask you a question? Is your praise undercooked? Has your praise become undercooked because you let the Lord bless you with all of this. But now your ego became more powerful than your praise. Be careful how you treat God after God blesses you. Because don't nobody in here deserve what you got. I'm going to try this one more again. Be careful how you treat God after he blesses you because nobody in here deserves what you have. Okay, y'all ain't saying this, so evidently y'all think y'all deserve what y'all got. Can I put it this way? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Can I put it this way? All have sinned and fallen short of the... Nobody in here deserves anything but death and hell. But because God loves you so much, God will still open doors and bless you. So when you get to the house of God, don't come in here with undercooked worship. Don't come in here with just you know, some folks are like picky eaters. You know, a picky eater will only eat what they want to eat. Well, Broadway, whatever you do, don't be a picky worshiper. You can't just worship God in the good times, but you better learn how to worship God in the bad times. Because when you worship God in the bad times, it makes you appreciate the good times even more. Is anybody that say, I know how to worship God, not just in the good times, but matter of fact, my praise to God got even better in the bad But when we show up to church, are we on fire? Your praise should be on fire. Your giving should be on fire. There ought to be a hole in your pocket that lets you know I got to give God what He's given to me. Oh, I'm trying to go somewhere else, but can I just say that for a minute? You do know that God has blessed you with finances and resources. Don't give God pennies when you give your when you give the mall a hundred dollar bills. 
When the Lord has been good to you, it starts with God before it starts with a restaurant, before it starts with some shoes, before it starts with some clothes. How you gonna give everybody else your money to get mad when you're broke and say, God, help me? God been trying to tell you what to do for the longest time, but you ain't been trying to do what God said. Before you try to impress people who really don't like you, give your money to God because God loves you. Too often people try to impress folks that really don't like them, really don't care about them, and don't talk about you the minute they see you and behind your back. But at least when you got God, God is real all of the time. You better learn how to give God his. You ought to be quiet. You ought to be on fire with your service. Y'all be on fire with your faithfulness. But when we come to church, have you allowed some people to blow out your fire? But can I put it this way? Sometimes the reason some people ain't on fire because they've been trying to light with the wrong candle. If the candle's not Jesus, don't light it. If the candle is not the Holy Spirit, don't light it. The text lets us know, Jesus says, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. You got to be a bad person where Jesus don't want you no more. You sometimes got to ask yourself the question, does Jesus want me? Oh, God, quiet. I'm going to ask you, does Jesus want me? Are you tasteful to Jesus? I'm going to try it again. Are you tasteful to the law? Just because you tasteful to people don't mean you tasteful to God. Are you tasteful to God? The Bible says you're neither cold. And this is the problem with church Laodicea. They couldn't make their mind up. A church that can't make his mind up is a church Jesus don't want. Am I in the word? All I can do is give you the Bible. But the text lets us know they were neither cold nor hot. Now I don't want you. Does the Lord want the church? Broadway, we need to ask the question, does the Lord want us? Or has he spit us out? And we just didn't realize. Does the Lord want Broadway? <laughs> or have we showed up cold? Have we showed up dead? Because Jordan, Elijah, Jesus can never use a church that's full of skeletons. Have you shown up here? Dead. Dead. Nothing excites you. You ain't got no spirit. Can't feel the anointing. Somebody say, Jesus, you just look. Somebody say, praise the Lord, you do nothing. Have you showed up cold? 
And we showed up cold. As good as God's been to us. But instead of worshiping, I'm on my phone all service. Instead of worshiping, I'm in a group text texting what I like and what I don't like. Instead of worshiping, I'm looking at somebody on the pew kind of next to me telling them what I like and what I don't like. Instead of worshiping and worshiping the Lord, I got to get them a little click and let my little click know what I like. And let my little click know what we're going to talk about after church. Instead of worshiping. Instead of worshiping. I should be worshiping. But instead of me worshiping, my mind on everything else. And then I got the nerve to tell some people to be quiet. And talk about how they shouting and shouting and being all loud. But when the Lord has made, gave you another chance, you ought to be loud. But the problem is, how you going to talk about somebody else being loud about Jesus when you loud with your gossip? There's a whole lot of people loud about everything else but Jesus. So now, has the Lord spit you out? You used to taste good to God, but what happened? Am I? I'm in the. I'm in the text. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why don't I feel the Lord like I used to? Because watch this. If the church, if Jesus spits out the church, it's the church's fault. If Jesus don't want you, it's your fault. Because it don't matter... How long you been in church? If you can come to church, but you still don't know Jesus, you lost. Are you dead? Or are you alive? Are you cold? Or are you hot? Which one? Is it with you? And Broadway, you watch people who don't like it when the Lord is moving in the house. Some people will say, it don't take all that. It's amazing how we say it don't take all that in church. But if you go to a football game, if you go to a basketball game, you go to a concert, you ain't going to say it don't take all that then. But why do we tell God it don't take all that when God is the reason why you breathing? Are we satisfied with God? But we need to ask a deeper question. Is God satisfied with me? 
Texas, you're neither cold nor hot. You're lukewarm. Lukewarm is you're in between. You can't make up your mind. Is the church a schizophrenic church? Schizophrenia is multiple personalities. Has the church become schizophrenic? Because it's got a personality to where one minute it's on fire. But then the next minute it gets cold. One minute people show up on fire. Then the next week they cold and you don't know who they are. One minute people will embrace you. Then the next minute they'll act like they don't know you. Can I get a witness? Mike Jones said when I was cold they didn't want me but now that I'm hot they all over me. Are we cold? Or are we hot? I don't know about you, but I came to start a fire. Y'all should have got happier. I came to start a fire. Is there anybody here that came to start a fire? Is there anybody that's on fire? Is there anybody here that says, I don't care what anybody else says to me? When I start thinking about the goodness of Jesus, and all he's done for me, my soul starts to cry out. My soul can't help itself. And this is where it gets real good. My soul is a rebellious soul because I don't have to be on good behavior when I'm in the presence of God when I start praising him. Are we cold? Or are we hot? When you put food in the oven, on a box of frozen food, they tell you how long to cook it. They tell you what degrees to put it on. I love popcorn shrimp. So in putting on popcorn shrimp, they say put it on 450 degrees for 10 to 12 minutes. So I put it on 450 for 10 to 12 minutes. But bro, this is the problem. When you take it out in 10 to 12 minutes, you start to look at this shrimp. And it don't look like it should look. And then you know, when you grow up in a household, you learn that before you really eat it all, you want to do a little taste test just to see if it's really done. So I do a little taste test just to see if it's really done. Then when I find out it's not really done, I put it in the oven just a little while longer. Give it a little bit more time. Then I take it out. Because once I take it out for the allotted time, then I see what was not edible has become edible all because I gave it some more time. I'm going somewhere with this. Just because the box said this amount of time, doesn't mean that's the amount of time you got to use it on. I'm going somewhere. When some people 
don't understand your praise, that's because they don't know how much you've been burned. But when you know how much you've been burned, it don't matter how often you come to the house of God and can't nobody stop you from shouting because you know how often. Is there anybody here that can say, I've been burned so many times in my life, I, I'm burned right now. You just can't tell it, but I can tell you I've been burned by some hurts. I've been burned by some heartbreaks. I've been burned by some stress. I've been burned by some depression. But even though I've been burned, God has still let me make it. Is anybody glad that God will let you make it? And this ought to be a word for us why we ought to be a hot church. God will let you make it when everybody else signs your death certificate. God will let you make it when don't nobody else think you will make it. Is anybody say some people wrote me off? Some people said I would not get out of that. Some people said I never amount to anything. But God let me make it. You ought to be on fire. Every day of your life, you ought to be on fire. Can't you see how the world's looking? You see what's going on in Israel, don't you? Can't you see how the world's looking? Can't you see more young people Losing lives every day. Just in Dallas, Texas, last night they had a shooting at the state fair. It's to the point you can't go outside without some lunatic losing their mind. And sometimes the only reason they lose their mind is because, see, if somebody would have told them no when they were growing up, they wouldn't be so volatile now. Can I get a witness here? You got people shooting people over nothing. Cutting in line. Bumping into each other accidentally. And now, instead of just saying, I'm sorry, I got to show you how much of a man I am. Having a gun don't make you a man. Just because you know how to pull the trigger, that don't make you a man. What makes you a man is when you can be like Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. Because sometimes instead of me trying to fight you, in my mind, I'm just trying to make it home. And instead of me going ballistic, I'm just trying to make it home. Now you're going to respect me, but I'm still going to get home. And if you can't respect me, ain't no need of me wasting my time and energy on you when I'm just trying to make it home. Can't you see what's going on in the world? Right now, overseas. There are countries at the mention of Jesus they will be hedged. There are places in Africa don't want to hear Jesus. There are places in China don't want to hear Jesus. There are places in North Korea don't want to hear Jesus. There are places in Brazil that don't want to hear Jesus. Now, you in America yeah. at the Broadway Missionary Baptist Church yeah. on the third Sunday in October of our, of our Lord 2023. Yeah. You sitting in this pew yeah. and you got a freedom that other people don't got. Yeah. 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 
And because you got a freedom that other people don't got, don't waste it. I got to get a little more happy now. I'm going to say it again. Some countries, if you say Jesus, they'll take your head off. Every time I say Jesus in America, some people like it, some people don't like it. But they can't stop what God's done for me. Is anybody here that can say, I don't care what anybody else says. Can't nobody stop what God has done for me. And because nobody stopped what God's done for me, nobody's going to stop my worship. Can I, can I put it this way? Why we ought to be on fire? Just the other day, I saw Sister Ann Miller at her house. And we had a conversation. And Sister Miller said something to me. She said, I'm 101 years old, Reverend. And she said, Reverend, some days are better than other days. She said, Reverend, some days, you know, I got to push my way through. But every day, I tell the Lord, thank you. Y'all missed the whole thing. She said, Reverend, I'm 101 years old. Some days are better than other days. But every day, I tell the Lord, thank you. I'm going to try this one more again. She said, Reverend, I'm 101 years old. Some days are better than other days. But Reverend, I still tell the Lord, thank you. Now, if an 101-year-old can tell the Lord, thank you, with all she going through, what's stopping you? I know you going through something. But did you not come in here smelling good? Did you not come in here? You may have had COVID, but you survived. You may have had pneumonia, but you survived. You came in here. You got to walk. Even if you had a walker and had to lip in here, you still got in here. You still sang your song. You still shout. What's stopping you from praising God? And for the 101 year old, I've been to myself. 
God is good. I want to say that God is good. Y'all have to preach this. God is good. God is good. See, you can't say it enough because he does so much that you just can't help and contain yourself. Can I get a witness? That's why when I come to church, I, I love having church. Got quiet there. Cause see, some people can only have church when they when they got the mic. Yeah, I said. But watch this: if God turned every mic off in here, your mouth is still a microphone. Y'all ain't trying. Y'all ain't trying to hear me today. But I'm on fire. For God. But then Jesus does something else. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you let me in, I'm going to eat with you. And I'm not going to leave you. When's the last time you let the Lord in? Can I put it this way? All of us in here know some people will never go over their house. Ain't no need y'all being quiet. Some people, you will never go over their house. They house dirty. They messy. You ain't going over their house. Why? Because you don't want to put yourself in bad situations. Can I put it this way? If a nuclear bomb came detonated right now, and if you were in any form in the path of that nuclear bomb, they would have to give you a nuclear bath to wipe all of that off. I'm going somewhere with this. Because when you get in some bad chemicals, if you don't get those chemicals off of you and they get seed into your bloodstream, they will kill you. Is it possible the reason some people can't praise God is because they let the wrong chemicals in their bloodstream? But when we come to church, I'm on fire. And let me say this. Don't try to blow my fire out. (laughs) You know, some churches got firefighters. They want to blow everybody else's fire out. They don't want nobody to have no fire. But when the Lord, because this open door is a door of repentance. When the Lord still wants to spend time with me, even after knowing everything about me, how can I not spend time with him? How can I not 
rejoice with him. How can I not shout when the Lord wants to spend time with you, even knowing everything about you, you ought to be on fire. Is anybody in there that can say, I'm glad God spends time with me? Come on, is anybody glad that I'm glad God spends time with me? He don't have to spend time with me, but I'm just glad he does. He opens doors that nobody, everybody in here is a, is a product of an open door. You are open door right now. God don't have to bless you. God didn't have to open that door. God didn't have to give you that job. God didn't have to bless you with that retirement. God didn't have to bless you with that vehicle. God didn't have to bless you. Do you not know you made it through a surgery? Somebody else didn't make it through. You ought to tell God, thank you. It's somebody that's been running marathons for 15 years and, and had a massive heart attack and collapsed and died. But God is keeping us. And sometimes we don't always eat good. But God still keeps your arteries going. God still keeps your heart pumping. You want to be on fire for him. I'm about to get out of here, but that's the word by parents and grandparents. Be grateful. I know sometimes our kids can be loud, but be grateful they can make noise. Y'all should have been happy than that. Do you not know it's some kids right now that are nonverbal that can't make no noise? They can't speak. They can't hear. They can't talk. And there's a parent that would love for their child to make some noise. You ought to be glad that they can speak a word. You ought to be glad that they can make some noise. Because somebody got a child that can't say nothing. Are we on fire for him? I know life has hurt you. I know life has hurt you. I know sometimes you felt like life picked on you. And I know sometimes you were upset with God. He didn't answer that prayer the way you wanted him to answer. But then look at the other side. Some stuff you don't know. What God was protecting you from. And some stuff God got to take away from us. So we can get closer to him. I'm about to get out of here. But can I give you some Bible on that? It was in the year. That King Isaiah died. That I also. I saw the Lord. He was. Y'all help me preach this. You know, in the black church, we get happy about King Uz. I die. He was and lifted up. And what the happened with the Lord's train? It filled. It filled the temple. Can I get a witness? Sometimes God got to take stuff away from us so that stuff don't take us away from him. Sometimes God can't give you what you want because if it gives you what you want, you won't be on fire the way you used to be. So God can't always give you what you want. But be glad that God still says, I love you. Be glad that God still wants to spend time with you. Well, we about to get out of here now. God bless you real good. But there was. I'm about to close it now, man. 
There was a boy. He was in a science fair. And every year he kept trying to win a science fair. But every year he kept trying. Broadway, he kept losing. Then one day, his father asked him, son, are you going to be in the science fair this year? He told his father, daddy, I'm tired of losing. The father said, son, I know you're tired of losing, but give it one more chance. The boy said, daddy, I'm tired of coming in second, third, and fourth place. And the father said, son, I know, but just give it one more chance. The boy said, well, daddy, I'm trying to figure out why won't you just leave me alone about this? But the father kept telling his son, son, give it one more chance. Then the father kept saying, if you just give it one more chance, you don't know the outcome. So the boy gave it one more chance. He had a science fair project at the school. And everybody, all the judges went around looking at every science project. Then they came to his and they stayed just for a little while. And when they stayed just for a little while, they were amazed by what they saw. And then they just went on until it was time for the judges. And then the boy's father came to the science fair and said, son, how did it go? The boy said, daddy, I don't know how it went, but all I know is I gave it uh, just one more chance. And uh, the father said to his son, son, I'm happy that you gave it one more chance. Let's get out of here. I'm glad that you gave it one more chance. And uh, the boy said, Daddy, I am too, because at one point I lost my joy. I lost my fire. And I lost my enthusiasm. But I'm glad that you told me to give it one more chance. Well, the judges came back with their results. And the little boy became uh, the first place winner. Can I get a winner? And when the boy became a first place winner, he ran to his father and said, Daddy, I won. And the father said, Son, I told you just to give it one more chance. And then the boy said, Daddy, why did you tell me to give it one more chance? The father said, well, I remember the previous science fairs. I remember the previous experiments. But the problem was, your daddy wasn't there with you then. But your daddy is here now. And because your daddy is here now, that's why I told you, even though And he told everybody, I'm glad I won. 
Sometimes, but I thank you in our hearts. Sometimes, 